0: Welcome to Coffee and Capital, brought to you today by Two Smith IQ and Two Smith Capital. Now, here's your host, Two Smith CEO, Jeremy Smith.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Episode 15 How to Buy Investment Real Estate. I'm so excited to be back. Coffee and Capital Office Hours. I got the homie, I got the legend, the homeboy, Ross Rhodes from Bank of England. Ross, say what's up to
0: everybody? What's going on, everybody? Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on.
1: No problem, man. We're really excited. We're going to talk about how to buy investment, single family real estate. Ross, just for context of our listeners, our viewers, can you give everyone a little bit about yourself, like a background, so people know who you are?
0: Absolutely. Yes, sirs. My name is Ross Rose. I'm with bank of england mortgage originally i'm from memphis tennessee moved to dallas texas the fresco area kind of north of dallas um, in 2006 before it kind of blew up and became the home of the star and pga and universal studios and all this stuff but been here since then man went to the university of north texas and met my wife there she's a native texan so i'm, I'm stuck here now We, with Bank of England Mortgage, we pride ourselves being a little bit different than most mortgage companies. We are open and honest from from day one, and we are licensed in all 50 states and kind of have a lot of loan products that some companies may not have to be able to get the deal done, whether it's a primary residence, investment property, second home, whatever it is.
1: All right. Awesome. So everybody is listening. Me and Ross have worked on several deals before. And Ross, what I want to give our listeners a chance to do, I want to talk about the documentation needed to actually do a single family investment mortgage, how the process works, when people are looking for it property, what's the bank and what are lenders looking for, credit-wise, income-wise, rent-roll-wise. So can you give a, the listeners a sense of like, how does the bank look at it when someone's evaluating the opportunity to buy it? single family investment
0: real estate? Absolutely, yes, sir. So two different ways we look at it as far as Bank of England. So the first way is to go a regular conventional loan. That's your Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, typical home loan. So obviously that requires more documentation. We're looking at tax returns, pay stubs, assets, income docs, the whole thing. That's your typical way. That will yield you a, definitely a lower interest rate. Investor property. We're still looking at fifteen percent down or more, which is stated for investor properties. As far as credit goes, obviously the higher the better, right? But is a hard stop at six twenty. Anything above that is is bread and butter. So that's kind of the full documentation way to look at buying an investment property. The backup option from that is we can do what's called debt service coverage to where we're not necessarily looking at all income docs, tax returns, all of that stuff. We order an appraisal with rent schedules to kind of show market rent, what the place is worth, what it will get for rent if that place was leased out. And then we're able to just use that as far as your income on that property. So long story short, as long as the income that you can get from that property is equal to or greater than what your proposed mortgage payment will be, including principal interest taxes and insurance. We just use that qualify you based off
1: cool so so ross for our listeners let's say they don't speak spanish and let's say they don't know dscr debt service coverage ratio some of the lingo we've been talking about so let's let's break it down right real quick for them so what we're saying is that okay find a property you like fill out an application form a 1003 which is a real estate application from there go figure out does the dusted property actually have rental history? If it does have a rental history right now, what is it average the rent that they're collecting every month? What is the property done before? Does it have a property manager on it? And if it does, can you go get a copy of the lease? If they have a copy of the lease, we verify what they're actually paying per rent per month. And when you take that data, you go in and you look at an average mortgage principal interest payment and you take that times what's coming in Minus real estate taxes, utilities, expenses, et cetera. And you figure out is, is this property cash flow enough to take on this mortgage? Is that correct?
0: 100%. Yes, sir. That's correct. So for simple math, let's say, Jeremy, you want to buy an investment property. And let's say your mortgage payment on that, including principal, interest, taxes, and homeowners insurance, is going to be right at $1,000 a month. We either ordered appraisal rent schedules or you've already got a lease agreement in place from a past owner or a combination of both. Now, let's say that place is getting $1,500 a month in rental income. And keep in mind, your mortgage payment is $1,000. So you're netting $500 a month on that property. As far as our debt service coverage loan, that covers, right? Because you are, you're paying $1,000 for this property. You're bringing in, $1,500 1500 a month. So from an income standpoint, we'll qualify just based off.
1: Nice, nice. For all y'all, that's the MIT map, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Ross, you're the genius. That's what I'm talking about. So on the flip side, that's kind of like the process. Can we go more granularly into the documentation? So when in documentation, Ross, can you kind of walk them through the process of the documentation? How do you engage a borrower? From like how you collect the docs, there's an app. What happens in the process when you get the apps? You issue a conditional approval. What do we need to go through to get a full approval? How does the appraisal process work? Can you kind of walk our borrowers and our listeners through, from a Bank of England standpoint, how, once now we know the math, now that we know the, the whole Spanish jargon, DSCR, but non-real estate people, can you walk them through this whole process of kind of how it works? from a documentation standpoint to an
0: expectation. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So first step obviously is to get the loan application. So we are huge on technology here at of England, and I think that's obviously where we're at from a, just a, a standpoint, as far as a society. So we're big on, on technology, man. So we use our loan app. You can download it directly to your phone. It can be an app on your iPhone, on your Android. You can complete the app on the computer, whatever works best for you. So. Simple loan app takes about 15 minutes. What's going to ask you, obviously, do you have a property in mind? Do you own any other properties, assets? What's in the bank as far as your check and savings accounts, retirement IRAs, things of that nature? What do you make it per month? Are you self-employed? Are you a W-2 borrower? Things like that. That'll take you about 15 minutes. As soon as you finish that, we get a notification. Hey, Jeremy Smith has just completed the loan app. That's when we get to work. As we're working on the back end, getting the loan app set up, running credit, all of those type of things. That's when you are uploading docs. DSCR loan, like I said, not necessarily worry about pay stubs, tax returns, things like that. More worried about income on that property and to show that you have the funds to purchase that property. So those are things that we need to get uploaded, obviously to our portal, which is super secure so we can see it on our side. But we're the only ones that can see it. Obviously, it's like, it, it's like a vault. You can't get into any of this stuff, man. It's like It's like hundred percent. Nice. hundred percent. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, no way you're, you're cracking into this. So, several different ways you can do it. If you've got Peter and a scanner and all that stuff, obviously you can just scan it into us and get it to our system. But if you don't, and just like you and I, most people are sitting there in front of their phones all day. You can take a picture of your bank statement and your pay stubs and your tax terms or whatever it is and take a picture through our app and it immediately uploads it up to us as a PDF document. So you don't have to go through the um, hassle of scanning it in and uploading it and all that stuff. So we try to make it as easy as possible. Nice. So
1: let's, let's backtrack real quick. We talked about this DSCR loan. We talked about investment real estate. We know you guys over at Bangalore and Yala technology gurus with the app. I think it's awesome. We want to, we want to now talk about, okay, you got all these documents. You looked at the credit, you have it. Again, can you kind of tell them how you issue a conditional approval, getting ready to take the property into underwriting? When we're looking at closing disclosures, we're looking at looking at the T's and C's to try to get the loan committed. Can you
0: touch on that process? hundred percent. Yes, sir. So number one, I like to say that we move as fast as the client moves. So if you've got a client that needs to close on this property by the end of the month, well, then- Let's put our foot on the gas and, and get it done, right? So kind of how we look at it, obviously right up front after we get the loan app, all the docs, our team is going to get to work that same day, usually within an hour that we see that loan application come through. Once we get everything set up, we're going to run it through what's called automated underwriting system. Fannie and Frey both have these set up to where once we have a full loan app, we can submit it to them essentially through our system. And that'll tell you right there if they're qualified or not. Obviously it doesn't, that's not a full underwrite. It's kind of a first look, but it's, it's pretty accurate. So once we have that, we'll issue a pre-approval letter if it's a purchase or we'll go ahead and say, Hey, we're good to get this thing refinanced. Let's let's get going. We'll send you out what's called your initial disclosures or your loan estimate, some Companies call it little different things, but that shows all of your loan terms on there, interest rate, loan amounts, cash to close, closing costs, principal interest payment, all the above. Once that's signed, that same day that that's signed by the, by the client, we'll get appraisal order and we'll get title open. Obviously, appraisals here recently have been coming back a little quicker than they were a year ago just because of the state of the industry. But we get that ordered as soon as possible nice. just because we want to you know, definitely show that we're ready to go as quick as you are. So we can get that stuff ordered. Usually, depending on the location, we'll have the appraisal back within a week, sometimes 10 days, depending on the location. In the meantime, title is working on getting pre-lived CD, tax cert, all the above title documents to us. And all the while, while all of that is going on, we are also getting you into enter- underwriting. So processing and underwriting processing kind of gathers more income docs, looks at everything, makes sure all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted. Then we get you in front of the underwriter. They'll do their initial look on it. Usually takes a full business day and then we'll get what's called the conditional approval. Conditional approval is basically saying, Jeremy, you are approved for this loan under X amount of conditions. Not be, we need to wait for the appraisal to come back. We need to wait for title to come back. We need your last pay stub. We need to see the lease agreement from your property that you have in Florida. Things like that. Once we gather all of those documents, which we're sitting here waiting to get those uploaded. So as quick as the client works, that's how quick we're working. So as soon as we get those uploaded back to us, we resubmit it right back to underwriting. Hey, this is good to go. Uh, these were the documents that were outstanding we now have then let's get this clear to close once we once we do that goes back to the underwriter usually takes another day or two business days and then we receive that clear to close
1: nice so those are all excellent points and there's some there's some concerns or points i think that we should let our listeners know about and by the way man i love the fact that bank of bank of england's has they fill in the gas. When you say you guys are when you put the foot in the gas, you guys are in a Ferrari? You what are you in like a Porsche, Audi? Like, cause this is like awesome way to streamline a loan that we're doing on a mortgage. So we we do you think you guys are a Ferrari or a Porsche when you put your foot in the gas?
0: I'm a I'm a Porsche guy, so I'm gonna, gonna okay. say we're we're in a Porsche, but you know we're we're talking about a about a GT3. We're the we're the fast one. All
1: right, cool. I'm an Audi guy. So like The point that we also need to address when we got our foot on the gas and we want to go as fast as we are. We're only as fast as the borrower want to be. But also, when you're underwriting, can you touch on the red flags that will cause us to take our foot off the gas? Now we're in a damn Taurus on the floor.
0: 100 percent. Yes, sir. No, that's that's a great point. So biggest thing that I've seen and just from doing this for a while is... Be open and honest with us from the start. When you hear the word underwriting, it literally means that. So we are looking at everything, right? We're unturning sticks and stones and rocks and all of that stuff. So if there's something that you didn't disclose to us, you need to tell us. Um, Something that I've ran into, we are a week out from closing. We're in underwriting and uh, a client decides to go buy a new Audi and not tell us about it. From a, you know, borrower standpoint, you might think that that, you can get away with that because we already conditionally approved and things like that. We'll run a, what's called a soft school credit check. It's not gonna hurt your credit or anything like that, but we'll run that a few days prior to closing. Any new debt is gonna pop up on there. If you're buying a primary home and you decided, hey, we need to furnish this place. Let's go up to Ikea and open up a credit card and run it up and uh, hopefully they don't catch it. We're going to catch it. So that's the biggest thing that we run into is undisclosed debt, whether it's a card, whether it's a credit card, personal loan, all red flags that are going to, like you said, put us in the Taurus and take us out of that Porsche.
1: Nice. And then you guys, from a a rolling reserve standpoint, we've seen loans that we worked on before. We're, We're in the ninth inning. We're back into the Porsche. We're on the last thing. I've seen the checker flag go down. And then all of a sudden, the borrower, when we're looking at liquidity verification, that they don't actually have enough for the closing costs, down payment, and then there's not a reserve on it. Through QA. Have you seen that as a red flag in the ninth inning?
0: 100%. Yes, sir. Not necessarily most times in the ninth inning, just because we pride ourselves from gathering all necessary documentation as much as we can upfront to hopefully mitigate that, right? So if we're able to already gather all-income docs and know exactly what you're going to need cash to close, if we know you're going to need three months of reserves, six months of reserves, whatever that is, we try to already know that prior to getting into underwriting. However, things happen, right? Let's say we're dealing with a client that's got, you know, a whole bunch of investment properties and he's got to put some work on one and had to take some money out of his account for it or whatever the situation is hundred percent that happens. So definitely post-closing liquidity is a, that's a big thing. That's important. And, and we'll let you know up front, hey, Mr. Smith, based off of this loan we're doing, we're going to need to see three months reserve. We're going to need to see six months reserve. This doesn't necessarily need to be sitting in your checking account or savings account, but if it's in an IRA or retirement or something like that, we need to be able to see it. It cannot be sitting under your mattress at home, Jeremy.
1: Oh, oh, it's not. Like, I'm, I'm going to get in my Ferrari, keep it on the gas, and I'm going to make sure that, that that money is put to work. So we got a couple more quick questions, and then we got to jump. The big thing I've seen, and we've worked on this with Bank of England, with you, Ross Rose, specifically, is you guys are so awesome when it comes to titling. You allow the bars to title in the LLC. Can you talk about how an investment property, when it comes to deeding and titling. If the borrower doesn't want to put in their name, they want to treat, treat it as a true investment property. How can we title the property so that it's it's creatively helping the borrower use it as an investment property, such as the LLC, such as the business? Can you kind of touch on that point?
0: Absolutely. Yes, sir. So, you know, you and, and me and most people that buy investment properties, they're buying it to build some wealth for the future, right? And And nine times out of 10, that's going to come in having an LLC or some type of business outside of their personal name that they're buying this place in. As long as it is a business purpose loan, which means that this is going to, this is investment property that we plan on using to make income. As long as it's in the business purpose loan, we can, with it being debt service coverage, get it titled into your LLC at closing. So instead of on the title of the home, it's saying Jeremy Smith, it can say Jeremy Smith LLC or whatever that is. That's no problem. Or if you're like, hey, I want to worry about doing that at a later date, I just want to close this in my personal name. We can do that too. You tell us kind of the, the route you want to go down and we'll make it happen.
1: Nice. And then just to kind of circle it all back, Bank of England, Ross Rhodes, they're pros, they do this all the time. Two Smith Capital will put you in the right position to give you to where we'll hand you off to Bank of England. Ross will handle all this. We'll check the credit, we'll streamline the underwriting, we'll introduce you to technology and the app they use. By the way, Ross, I think the app thing that you guys are doing is phenomenal. It's the new way the borrowers, is getting information to it. We've seen it a lot. Uh, also, just educating. New people who want investment properties that they can actually go out, partner with their property managers, allow them to look at rent rolls, allow them to understand how cash flow works with a loan. And then 2Smith Capital will help you fill out your 1003. We'll walk you through pre approval, conditionals. We'll walk you through the ratio that makes sense. And then hopefully we can make music with Bank of England. Ross, you got anything else for me?
0: No, sir. Thank you for having me, old man. Just to kind of touch on that app one more time. Obviously, it's great for uploading docs and getting that app knocked out, but also it's got some calculators in there. If you want to run some scenarios and see what your mortgage payment would be, you can put in there the purchase price, what you want to put down around what your interest rate will be, and it'll tell you all of that. So we've definitely got the tools and the the technology to be able to get you where you want to be and, and definitely kind of streamline the process and make it as easy as possible.
1: Now, before you go, Ross, Bank of England, when it comes to investment properties, what's your minimum? What's your maximum?
0: Yes, sir. So maximum does not exist. Whatever it is, we'll get it done. As far as minimum, we do have a hard stop at a $100,000 loan amount. Purchase price, $100,000 loan amount. What's the down payment? Best property, we're looking at minimum 15%, usually 20, and that is a $100,000 loan amount.
1: Once again, Ross, I really appreciate you coming on all the borrowers and the listeners today. When you buy a single family real estate right now, get your 1003 done with Two Smith Capital. Call Ross Rose at Bank of England. Like the right mortgage you got. Look at the debt service. Look at everything else on it. And then we'll have you do that business for it.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy, for having me on. Looking forward to
1: If you like what you heard, please check out the coffee and capitaltalk.com. Please be sure to subscribe. Thanks.